0: No purchase necessary, void, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Blog Talk Radio.
0: Hi, I'm Jody Mullen. Welcome to Freakishly Well-Behaved Kids. This is a series of podcasts that's dedicated to helping parents and other people who are connected with children help children behave and be their best. I'm in a unique position to share this with you because I've been a child counselor and a play therapist, doesn't that sound like fun, for nearly 20 years. I'm also a mom. I learned many of my lessons about parenting from my child clients and from my own children. It's informed my parenting, my parent coaching that I do as part of my clinical practice. I recognize in working with thousands of children and parents that there are simple principles for parenting. I'll cover more than 20 principles for Blissful Parenting so you, too, can have freakishly well-behaved kids. These principles are simple and life-altering. They will change and enhance relationships you have with children, how your children behave, how you feel about yourself around children, and they'll improve your overall parenting esteem. In this podcast, I will talk about a specific and spoiler lesson and how you can apply it. There will be special guests that will further our conversation about parenting and children. You'll want to stay tuned for my upcoming book, Blissful Parenting, and check out my website, us, and follow me on Twitter at Dr. Jody Mullins. Today, I am lucky enough to be joined by my friend, Dina Proctor. I'm going to share Dina's bio with you, and then Dina and I will discuss how parents can find peace when they sometimes can't even find time to go to the bathroom, let alone have privacy. So let me go ahead and read Dina's bio, and then we'll find out how you can do that, because I know you want to hear about that. So is a pretty amazing lady. Let me start off with that. And um, she is a mind and body connection expert. Speaker and author of the upcoming book *Madly Chasing Peace: How I Went from Hell to Happy in Nine Minutes a Day*,
1: Tina has taken
0: her journey from hitting an emotional rock bottom through struggling with addiction, food issues, and depression, to having now found a consistent happiness, little known to most people, and turned it into a simple, practical method for others to change their own lives. Quite by accident, she discovered what she calls three by three meditation—three minutes, three times a day which has been the catalyst for her own and now for her clients' transformation. From weight loss and banishing addictive cravings to reconstructing relationships, this easy and yet incredibly effective method has caught the attention and support of Jack Canfield, creator of Chicken Soup for the Soul, and cell biologist Dr. Bruce Lipton, among others, and the media. Dina's raw and real ability to share herself and her story so openly, along with the power of her three-by-three meditations, has enabled countless others to begin on a path to wellness in their own lives.
1: Welcome, Dina. Thank you so much for being here.: Jackie, yes. thank you for having me. This is awesome, really excited. <laughs> oh, good,
0: good, good. And I know that um, parents really do want to know how to do this. They want to know how on earth they could find some peace <laughs> um, in this uh, craziness and chaos that comes with, um, you know, being a parent and raising children and, you know, for many parents working and some for many parents working at home and just trying to manage um, the day-to-day lives of your family. And I was thinking, you know, two things are occurring to me um, as we, we were talking a little bit before the show. Was One is that this is a perfect time of day because the kids have left for school and so many, uh, <laughs> many parents might be finding their little moments of peace right now. Um, but the other piece is um, that I can really remember, you know, um, as I was growing up, my mom in particular saying, like, please just let me have a second of peace, you know, and it wasn't even if we were, you know, acting out or being naughty or anything. It was just the, you know, the the chaos and commotion um, that comes with being a parent. So I thought um, any strategies um, that you can, you know, share with us about how to achieve um, peace would be so helpful. So where would you like to start us off?
1: Well, first of all, I'm not a parent, but I can completely relate to feeling overwhelmed and completely chaotic about everything going on, you know, just feeling a little bit out of control, like it's hard to manage, and you just don't feel centered, you feel kind of scattered, you're always tired, and you just kind of feeling like you can't keep up type of thing, and what has been the most effective for me, I mean, thank you so much for putting the bio out there, I think it's... um, It's, uh, at least you you covered a lot of it already. The (laughs) three-by-three meditation, I know, the three-by-three meditation has been so effective for me. The reason that it is three minutes, three times a day is because when I first started meditating, you know, within a month of hitting the horrible emotional rock bottom of my life, when I first started meditating, you know, the instruction to me from the coach that I was working with was, sit still for 20 minutes every morning. And because I was in such a chaotic emotional state and I was you know, detoxing from addiction and that sort of thing, like literally I couldn't sit my body still for 20 minutes. But I could sit relatively still for about three minutes. So in order to make like her little 20-minute quota, I tried to do three minutes several times a day, and I started having experiences of deep, deep peace and connection and knowing all is well and just kind of being tapped into the broader perspective of life after doing this little practice for a couple of months. So I want to just encourage people that it doesn't have to be a huge chunk of time in the day. Three minutes, three times a day has been, it's changed everything I've wanted to about my life. You know, I do a really kind of directed meditation or visualization, whatever is bothering me at the time, whether it be... Um, just trying to feel centered, trying to de-stress, or wanting to heal something about my body. You know, I did a visualization where I lowered cholesterol and, um, you know, had a lot to do with healing from addiction, that sort of thing. So it can be used for anything and everything, but most importantly, it can be used for just finding your center and just getting a sense of peace in the middle of the day. And um, to to share a little bit, um, the... A lot of people find it a, kind of easier to carve out their three minutes in the morning or in the evening time because that might be time that they normally have a, a little bit, uh, you know, they're at, they're at home. They can make time to get up a couple minutes earlier or just go to bed a, a little bit later or whatever, and they're, they're kind of comfortable because they're in their own home and they can find some time. But I, I really encourage everybody to notice that the power of the 3 by 3 is actually found in the middle of the day meditation. And I think that's for a couple of reasons. One is because you you have something being centered within your own body, within your own skin, and just connected to what you call your higher self or your God source, you know, your source of power through, through life and through the day. It's most important to connect when you really don't feel like you have the time or energy or space to be able to connect. Does that make sense? It's like, because when you're feeling, you know, just like life is out of control or I just can't, I don't have time to breathe, much less sit for three minutes and meditate, that's when it's most important because that's probably when you're in a space of disconnection. So once you can get your mind around and just kind of get curious about there's got to be three minutes here during the day that I can do this and escape yourself, lock yourself in the bathroom if you need to or, you know, whatever, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, to do that. I mean, the middle of the day one has been the most – I've seen the most progress in clients that stick to the middle of the day one. They advance much more quickly than mm-hmm. people that just are doing the, the one in the beginning and the one of the, at the end of the day.
0: Well, I I really love a couple of things that I wanted to tease out from what you said. One was, and I think this is the most important, because sometimes as parents we don't give any credibility to people who don't have children about, you know, issues that have to deal with parents. So I love that you said, even though I'm not a parent, I do know what it's like to feel overwhelmed. I do know what it's like to feel stressed out. You know, I think that it's really important that we realize um, that we have a lot that we can gain from people who don't have the exact same, you know, perspective as us. So um, I'm I'm a working mom, and there are still things that I can learn from moms who are um, stay-at-home moms and homemakers, you know, because we have some of the same. We have a common ground in terms of our emotional responses. So I, I'm really glad that you highlighted that. And if you aren't going to, I was so. That's why I'm I'm double dipping here. But that, if it's that important, um, if the other is, you know, I I think that especially for parents that when three times a day makes so much sense, and it's because it is also for just this brief you know period of time. Although you know sometimes it doesn't feel you know like. Like I said, my mom used to say, I just need a moment of peace. Is that, you know, there are some really, there's those natural times. But during the middle of the day, whether you are a stay at home parent or a working parent, I guess that just makes, you know, as you were saying it, it's just making so much sense to me because it's a place to, you know, go back. To your center and in the middle of whatever you're doing, you know, so if, you know, if I'm at home and I'm doing um, laundry and other kinds of health management um, things while my children are um, out of the house, if I have school-age children, it gives me that time to just reconnect to what's important to me as a person, you know, and as yeah. That a, you know, not that, that my role isn't just as a parent. It also is as a home manager. It also is, you know, as a member of my community and society. It also is a, in my spiritual, you know, connection. Um and then the other piece I was thinking as for um parents who have little ones, you know, that's I, I remember when my children were really little, like taking advantage of those nap times most of the time for a nap for myself, but also to just get something done that I couldn't get done while they were, you know, up and moving around and needed so much of my attention. But that seems like to not be able to take three minutes of your t- of time to spend centering and meditating. Like you could, find, you can do three minutes, and, and it's such a manageable time. And then lastly, I would say, too, that for parents who work outside of the home, it just, in some ways, it reconnects you, you know, to your children and to your home and to your spiritual self and to whatever it is that's most, you know, important to you. It gives you that sort of um, breath and energy that you need in the middle of the day. So uh, there were just so many good suggestions in that little, you know, that five minutes that you shared already. So. (laughs) so exciting to me. I, you know, one one of the things that we had talked about together on, on your um, podcast, which is, is just called Madly Chasing Peace, if people want to check that out, it's a couple of weeks ago we talked about meditating with your kids. And so the other piece I said lastly a few minutes ago, but I guess I just thought of another idea, so now I'm going to go with one more <laughs> idea of <laughs> um the, you know, the other thing that we had already talked about, you and I, is, you know, inviting your children into the into your own meditation. So if it's three minutes long, your child can handle that, you know. Um, even if they're, you know, they've got their eyes open or they're playing with your hair or they're, you know, messing with something. Children Children's bodies are much more active, but you're modeling for them that. And that, as a parent, is, you know, so important. You're teaching your child how to relax, how to... Chill. How to um, how to center themselves? You know how to find that in, in the midst of a busy day. And I think that that alone is um, such um, an important lesson for um, blissful parenting and having freakishly well-behaved kids. That you're modeling how how you take care of yourself. Yeah, I
1: love what you're just saying right now. And it, it's making me think because I have a little nephew. He's just over a year and a half old. And I've been spending a lot of time with him over the past year or so. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, sometimes there's entire days that I'll watch him and stuff, and I still make time for my three-by-three. Three. And sometimes uh-huh. it'll be while I'm holding him and we're just sitting quietly or looking at a book together. Um, in mm-hmm. You know, I won't lose myself in a complete meditation, but I'll just really get conscious to being present with him. So yeah. you know, it's like it's it's not I, I mean, it's in addition to taking that time out to do the three by three for yourself, but to me, mm-hmm. meditation isn't something to check off your to do list. You know, it's more of a state of right. being. It's a state it's a state <laughs> of being present. It's a state of being in a a state of you know, like just um just feeling centered and feeling at peace. I mean, people have seen and, and I've seen too, just having my own little nephew, the way that he responds differently to different people. And it might not yeah. even be Because of a behavior thing or whatever, it's like the energy that people exude, children are very open to picking up on and very responsive and receptive to that. So when I'm in charge of managing my own kind of energy and how I'm feeling, and when I'm really centered, Jody, like you probably experienced this, like I just feel like a warmth in the center of my body, like around my heart, my mm-hmm. solar plexus. I just kind of feel yeah. um space around my thoughts. I'm not being run by my thoughts, that sort of thing. So even if, you know, like literally there's no time at all to find that time to escape in the middle of the day, which I always think there kind of is if you get curious enough about it to get there. But even if just while you're interacting with your kids to take a moment and just kind of get centered while you're with them or holding them or holding their hands or sitting with them doing homework and feeling the love and the presence and the consciousness being in the center of your being right around your heart area. Because when you're in that space children, you know, it's like you you feel calm, you exude calm, and children are very, you know, they're really open, and they can pick up on that and respond to that. So just another suggestion.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think what happens is your calm becomes contagious, you know, (laughs) to children. children are these... (laughs) <laughs> They're these amazing nonverbal communicators. Um, and so their primary language is a nonverbal language. So they pick up on cues that we have, as adults have long lost the ability to do. And so it really does matter, and, and you know, that's such um, an astute observation, is that it really does matter what your energy is like and where you're know where you at and what you're exuding because children are absolutely um, picking up on that. And so, you know, you get this opportunity to be, um, to create a different energy between you and a child. So, you know, as we're talking, you know, primarily to parents, you know, in terms of our theme, but the other piece. It's like imagine this is your preschool classroom so, or, you know, imagine mm. your, your dance class or your soccer team or, or whatever your relationship with um, children is. Even as a babysitter or, a child, you know, any other kind of child caregiver, you can create this. And, and, and you know, it becomes part of routine and children love routine. So, you know, that, that is a stability and routine that is so comforting to children. So it's a, it's about how to weave, you know, how to weave this in without making it part of your to-do list, but it's just, you know, having it feel right in different times of, of the day. And I do think an important thing that's come from, you know, this conversation already is that it doesn't have to be like you sneaking away, you know, to a – private Mm -hmm. part of your house or, you know, outside or or whatever, away from your children that it actually can, you know, can involve your children too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the most powerful things when I hosted you on my show was talking about how you meditate with your son and that you've even Mm -hmm. recorded a meditation with him and and everything. And I just thought, like, how amazing and powerful and beautiful to be able to share that and, you know, have that experience and the depth of that relationship with your own child. It's amazing. And, and,
0: you know, like we had talked about before, it wasn't all that difficult, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, just doing it. But it's what the power that comes with doing it. And if people want to hear an example of a a three-minute meditation um, that uh, Andrew and I recorded, and he's eight so you know, um, you can find that on uh, on uh, my integrative counseling website. It's there, um, also on integrative counseling Facebook page. You can find it there as well. But Dina was the really the um, catalyst for that because Andrew and I were already doing these like mini meditations. But I thought we could do three minutes and we can do it a couple times a day. So, um, so and you know, and we do, and it, it's just really cool to not just that, you know, we're both having that really um, beautiful space three times a day, but that we do some of it together, like that's how we, you know, that's part of our morning routine. And another thing that I was um, also thinking about, too, just as my own experience, um, is that in order to create some peace for myself, is that I do have a space in my home that is that peaceful space for me it's like a little corner of a room where I just set up you know um some things that um that are beautiful to me that are important to me so i and things that smell good and you know there's a picture of my grandma who is a really important person in my life, and um you know uh, my spiritual connection to her is so super strong and so and so, you know there's just other little symbols there that are important to me, and I think like that parents. You know, you can do that, even if it's portable, even if, you know, you keep it in a, a, you know, a little box or something, and then when it's time, you, you you know, you open that up to just help aid you in to that place where um, you can feel comfort and you can meditate and you can um, find your moments of peace because without them, just this, this job of parenting, the most difficult job in the world, and, and thankfully a job in the world for for many people, um, <laughs> be, you know, becomes awful and overwhelming, you know, and parents, you know, what the parents do when they get, you know, together and talk is they talk about their children, but, you know, frequently it's um, the stresses that's connected to that. So um, I wanted to ask you, Dina, what are what is the most important thing that you've learned about creating your own peace that you'd like to share?
1: That's a great question. I think the most important thing is that to know that my sense of connection and well-being within myself cannot be found outside of myself. So that means that, I, you know, in order for me to feel at peace and totally free, I don't need any person – or circumstance, or, you know, event outside of myself to be any different for me to be okay. So, like, even if something chaotic is going on around me, or, you know, some kind of relationship turmoil is going on, or something bad, you know, that I consider bad happened, or negative, and I'm like, how did I attract that? Like, why is this happening in my life type of thing? If I'm centered and connected within myself, the circumstances don't have as much power over me. I don't need... Uh, people outside of me to behave a certain way in order for me to be okay. I can have more acceptance. So it's like it comes mm-hmm. from the inside first, you, you know. And, and, and I I, I want to um say, too, that I analogize my three-by-three three to, like, you know, we nourish our bodies three times a day. We usually eat three meals a day. Why don't we take <laughs> that time to nourish ourselves, you know, our souls, too? And, see, that's the thing. It's, it's because I, I've been in – you know, just crazy, crazy jobs before where I had no time to have a break or, you know, eat Mm -hmm. anything or even go to the bathroom for, you know, eight hours straight. And, you know, (laughs) by the time you get to hour five or six, you're kind of fail. you know, you're fading because you have no energy left. You haven't had a break at all. And I feel that way for parents too. It's like if you don't take the time to nourish your own body and keep your own strength up, it's gonna you know, you won't have as much to give the kids. And that's what I I think of. Like when I think of meditation, I feel like it's plugging in my power cord. And the most important thing for me is to make sure that I'm connected to my own source of well being and vitality and energy because otherwise I won't have anything to give to another. And it you know, so it's not a selfish thing. It's actually, you know, it's not selfish to feed yourself. (laughs) You have to do that in order to sustain (laughs) your energy and stuff right so it's not a selfish thing to be you know taking this time for yourself it's actually nourishing your own self so then you have more to give to another and i've found that after it you know especially when i'm in moments of chaos because when i'm in moments of chaos is when it's most inconvenient to not take that break and do the three by three but if i do it anyway and just find the time or make the time or somehow, you know, even one minute is better than zero minutes. Even if you can find one minute to center yourself, not, not even three, but just one, you can still have an effective, you know, it's kind of like diving deep in the pool. All you have to do is dive all the way down and touch bottom and you can come back up. But you've got to take that time to get into the water and touch the bottom, you know, right. but it really doesn't take, to, it's not about the time you spend there, it's about making the effort to get there in the first place. Yeah. So it's really it's trusting
0: that. You know, it's trusting that this is this is that important. You know, it's as it's as important, you know, to do this as it is to to have something to eat because if you don't have something to eat, you're gonna feel sick, you're gonna fade, you know, like that you really it's another way, you know, to nurture yourself and take care of yourself and I think, you know, particularly for parents and your children, and so it whether it fa- affects them directly or indirectly, it's going to it, it's like one of these like things that you do for you that makes you uh, you know a better parent. And and sometimes I think it's hard for parents to see that, like we feel selfish or um, that you know uh, you know in the I should be giving all my attention to my kids, or so I should at least be doing something, you know, and it's the Breaking away from that, we always have to be doing something or doing something that's really directed to our children to still recognize that it just benefits our children. If we're not feeling good about ourselves, we don't have enough to give away. You know, if we're not feeling, uh, if we don't have an abundance of patience and love and spirit, then how do we pass that on? How do we get share that um, with our children? So there's so many Mm -hmm. important aspects to it. So yeah, it's really true. Well, and also another thing that you said that I really liked was that it doesn't really matter where. (laughs) And I think that's an important thing. Too, is that you know it could be sitting at the kitchen table um, coloring with your child that you know you you check out for a few minutes at least part way and and have some peace or while you're you know sitting um, rocking them in a rocking chair or, or um and mine and Andrew's meditation fit, um, focuses on being on a swing you know and just that you know mm-hmm. it could be at the park it could really it could be anywhere and that and that means you know two, the you're out grocery shopping. The three minutes before, you can sit in your car for three minutes and meditate before you go into that store, or after might even be better. <laughs> but you know that really—it's <laughs> it's thinking about this creatively too, and how it fits in your life already. Not like I have to make special time do my three-minute meditation three times a day. No, you already have that time. Just ha- you know, how do you, how do you fit that in? How do you want to fit that into your
1: life? Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Because as soon as it becomes something that you prioritize, it, it's, mm-hmm. it it has a magic magicalness about it, or whatever. Because you'll start to see opportunities to have a meditation, even for one minute or three minutes that you might not have seen before when you weren't looking for it. You know, it's kind of like when you buy a white truck and then you start seeing, like, wow, well, there's all those white trucks on the road. You know, like, you don't, you don't see yeah. it until it's something in your awareness that you start looking for. And a lot of people think, oh, my gosh, I can't do that, or it's impossible, or I don't have the time, or, you know, like a million things, right. which I understand because they haven't had the time up until now. But when you start, it's like saying, oh, there's not that many white trucks on the road. And then you get one and right. you start looking. You're like, actually, there are. So that it brings it into your awareness. When I mean, you just get curious about it, like I wonder where I can find these three minutes, rather than oh, oh my gosh, gosh yeah. another thing to fit into my schedule. You know, like just yeah, so right, approach right, it right. with a real openness. Yeah.
0: Well, it's yeah. funny because that just happened to me the other day. I, you know, one of the things um, that I do is I'm also a college professor, and it's final week, and um, so I was like how I actually feel confined to my office on campus um, for several days in a row. And that's not usually like 9 to 4. And that's not, you know, typically the schedule that I keep in my college office. And um, I am lucky enough to have an office that has a view of Lake Ontario, this beautiful view of the lake. Mm. But I rarely... Uh, you know, I take it for granted because of uh, the way that my desk space and, you know, all these things. And so I'm grading papers and I'm frantically, you know, I'm meeting with students. And then I realize I have, like, um, a break to eat something. Um, so I, I take my break, I, I eat my lunch, and I, like, run around in my chair to do something. And all of a sudden I re- like stopped taking that view for granted, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a quick meditation right now. I'm going to close my door, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to put on, you know, I I, um, like to have music on, so I put some music on, and it really changed my whole energy about the day. I I went from being like, I cannot believe how many more papers and meetings, and, you know, and there's a pressure because there's deadlines. I have to get that into just feeling like, all right, now I can just, you know, whatever students come in, I can have nice conversations <laughs> with them. So it, it it was so powerful, and I was thinking, why aren't I doing this more, you know, during this semester and um, that kind of thing. Nothing says I'm not allowed. You know, there's nothing to say that I'm not allowed to meditate <laughs> on campus for a few minutes. Um, so, you know, I do think it's about, I love that you say, um, get curious about it, uh, because I think that's really the spirit of it, and and I do think when you're curious about it, and people recognize the changes um, and the peace level of peace that you're walking around with, or the energy, that they become curious then too, and they ask, and you know I know you've had this experience certainly is people then ask you about it. You know, how how do you have mm-hmm. so much energy? How come you're always so positive, you know? <laughs> um, those kind of things. And you know, so I think it's something that when you're curious about it and weave it you weave it into your life, um then other people become curious, you know, about it too. The people who are around you and they could they could kind of feel it in you. That's, yeah,
1: that's exactly right. That's exactly right, because once you start really living from that space of being centered within yourself, people respond Mm -hmm. to that, and they recognize that, and then they want to know how you're doing that. (laughs) yeah, Yeah, true. It's very powerful, and it's just like, without even saying anything, just being in that space of being centered and present, you're uplifting without even really knowing it, you know, because you're exuding that calm, kind of centered, happy vibe. Right. And I'll go back to saying, you know, too, to to just
0: stress this point, because it is so important, that other adults, you know, certainly um, have that experience and recognize that, you know, um, in you when you're at that place. But children are even more strongly um, able to recognize that just because they have a different communication, you know, style to us. So if you think that, um, you know, if you'd like to have usually well-behaved kids, and I don't know why you wouldn't, it's really lovely. <laughs> um, but, you know, one of the things that is is important is how do you keep yourself, you know, well-behaved. And I think one of the ways that you do that is you find moments to find peace. And Dina has given us, you know, such a, a perfect way to make, that happen even in our busy and chaotic lives as parents. So I just want to, we only have a few seconds left, Dina, thank you again so much for um, sharing uh, everything you did with my listeners. And um, and I hope that they will go um, buy your book, Madly Chasing Peace, in
1: January. <laughs>
0: and, um, <laughs> and this has just been a joy for me.
1: So thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Jody. Total joy for me, too. Thank you so much.
0: Okay, goodbye, everybody. Have a
1: nice holiday, and we'll
0: talk to you soon.
1: Thank you again, Dina. Thank you, Jody. Bye-bye. Bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time.
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.